Okay, here we go. The Planet Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Eight months ago, if you said if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said I don't think cloth masks work you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now, that's on the cover of Newsweek. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. See that? Pure logic. Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't understand what the big problem is with him. You, you, you have a forum for opinions and for other people's opinions and what happened to free speech in this country what happened to free speech now you can't say certain things because then people chomp on you why we, we should come up with a list of things and, and say them no, free speech one in this case yeah you know yeah I talk about, spotify backed them free speech one podcast one but who are these people that are saying well, podcast one these people are saying that I'm going to pull my my music off. How about you take a flying fuck at the moon and charge it to me? Oh, How's man. that? That's expensive. Can I say that? Careful, that's expensive. That's an opinion. You don't have Virgin Atlantic money. You, how do you know? That's right. I was going to say I, I've, I've heard rumors. I've been holding out on you guys. You know, you get your paltry thousand dollars a week on this podcast, and, and I'm, I'm over here going, oh, 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 I'm raking it in in the background. Well, it is the Planet Mikey podcast, not the Planet Band oh, or I Bill. I believe the size of the checks that come in my bank account, <laughs> and then I distribute, you know, the crumbs, a thousand for you, a thousand for you. <laughs> Thanks. Mike. And why do you think I dress like this? Because I'm poor. Yeah, Welcome it, to. It's a disguise. <laughs> Yeah, but you have to disguise yourself a little bit. I mean, I get bothered by people when I'm shopping all the time. He's like Bruce Wayne when he pretends to be poor for a while. That's it, exactly. People people at Price Chopper, they want to know what what I'm buying. They're following me around. What kind of cereal does he buy? I like how you shop with the uh, common man. I do. And common woman. But they don't know it. That's it, because of my disguises. Well, they know they're common. Episode 162 uh, of the Planet Mike Podcast. Play my game Episode one sixty one went by last week, and almost, I barely even know, thought of it. Yeah, one sixty two though. What does that? What does that number have? What significance is one sixty two? That's have? that ball player. Um, it's the number of regular guy. season games yeah. in yeah. a major league baseball yeah. schedule. And I talked about that last week. One sixty one. Roger Maris. You remember that? Yep, I do. We won't review the whole. We won't replay the whole oh. conversation. One sixty-two. That's one hundred sixty-one more episodes than Harry and Meghan have put out on their contract for Spotify. Truth or not, that is true. They, they get twenty-five million dollars to do one podcast. Isn't, isn't it amazing? Does that make you feel like you're getting ripped off a little bit? Uh, just a little. We have Bill. We have Ben. We have Bill Smith. We have Ben Kitchen. Hi, Ben. Hi. Bill uh, Smith. I got super shocked in my ear, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry there, the Bill. Bill Smith has spent much of his career making music uh, and magical things happen on a commercial production basis. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben has spent 
most of his life avoiding the kitchen. Right, right. Got to figure. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if you if you were a chef? Yeah, I'd already planned that out just in case. Yeah. Mm. It, I mean, my restaurant, obviously, Ben's Kitchen. Ben's Boom. Kitchen. It's like would be like a it'd be a winner. We'd and then I well, yeah. spelled the way my name's spelled, and everyone'd be like, "What the fuck's wrong with this place? Why can't they spell kitchen right?" <laughs> Onion omelets. That would be my specialty if I were a uh, chef. I, I cooked with uh, uh, Paul Prudhomme, you know. Really? You know who he is? The chef. No. From Channel 2. You don't know who Paul Prudhomme is? No. Wasn't from he on, from, Bat, from uh, New Orleans? Wasn't he on GBH or PBS? He had, Emerald? Yeah, he had a show and, and he had his restaurants. He's very famous, very fat. He was a very fat chef. Now, if you cooked with this world-famous chef, yeah. what on earth could you have possibly concocted? We made uh, curried shrimp. Curried shrimp? Yeah. Uh, in his restaurant in New Orleans on a live shot on NECN at 8 a.m. They had a morning show, you know. And we were there, so they woke me up from my drug-induced sleep to do this cooking segment with Paul Prudhomme, who was so fat he had this little cart he drove around his restaurant. He couldn't even really walk. Like the shopping people do, or Disney with the fat people. He pulled up and he said, we made curry shrimp. He told me what to do. He did one. I did one at the same time. And we got to the end of the segment, and uh, I said, well, how's my, sh-? you know, we, I tasted his, and he tasted my, the, the shrimp that I made. Yeah. And I said, well, how, how'd I do? He says, well, I do believe yours is better than mine. Oh, just like Just that. to be nice. Oh. Just lying, fat sack of shit. Isn't He's it fun now. when there's a cooking segment on a TV show? Everybody gets to eat. I had a cooking show for a whole month uh, on uh, Channel 3 in Hartford. What did you make? Kitchen Kids. We had kids cooking in heart, heart-friendly Oh, it's the month of February, which is heart My brother month. brother and I weren't there. It's heart month. <laughs> February's heart month. Did you know that? Yeah. Hot month. It's also Black History Month. That's right. And at the same time. Um, and we were doing a cooking show with kids, and it was unbelievably successful. We did four weeks of it, and uh, look at me now. <laughs> uh, we're brought to you by... Apothecary, the, uh, the a most amazing brewery, Massachusetts' newest and best brewery, uh, Main Street, North Reading. And and Jerry Thornton will be happy to know that when he comes in next week to do our show, mm-hmm. he will get gift certificates in a substantial amount for Apothecary in North Reading. Because you know how Jerry Thornton loves beer. He sure loves does. Beer. Oh, God, he's like a... But he's a connoisseur. He doesn't just—he's not just like Guzzler, you know. Yeah. He appreciates the uh, the texture. He's one of those, the taste. Yeah. So, so we'll get him in here and we'll Smacks give him Max's lips, and then he'll go to Apothecary and he'll come back and give us a report on how great it is. And I've been there. See, I've been he there. will get uh, Thor's pestle. Thor's pestle. Thor, oh, Thor's pestle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Thor. Is that foreskin? <laughs> Thor had quite a pestle on him. Sounded like thunder when that thing crashed into the into the mortar. Did you say thunder? Mortar and pestle. Oh, Every time I say thunder, I would like you to play that sound effect loud, though. Loudly. What, this one right here? That's the one. Oh, okay, sorry. Jeez. If I, if I do a uh, karaoke of Thunder Road, you're going to have your hands full. So, anyway, we haven't even gotten started yet on the podcast. I've, I've killed four minutes, right? What, four or five minutes? Seven. Seven? Eight. It's doing nothing. <laughs> Eight minutes. Yep. This is what I used to do on the radio. Eight minutes. Oh, we know. I killed 20 minutes before a Red Sox game, like, doing nothing. And somehow you are still mad about doing it. Yeah. 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 You had a 20-minute shift 
for a quarter of the year. Yeah, well, not a quarter. And you would come in and you'd be so angry. All the- I can't believe I have to drive in for this shit. I can't believe I have to look at Mutt for 20 minutes <laughs> oh, and then go back. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, we ha- Jerry Thorne will be in here. We'll talk at length. We we obviously have the news of the day, you're Tom like, Brady. You're like David Price. What? Yeah, you what? heard me. You were getting oh, what, paid I'm a pussy so who doesn't wipe his butt? Per minute of radio. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> per minute. Per <laughs> minute of radio. You were making so much, just like him, per pitch. No, sir, because, I, listen, I worked very, very hard the other days, and I had to work at night. And I had number one ratings. And I was handsome. Well, I don't know about the last part. We will talk Tom Brady next week when Jerry Thornton's here. We could talk about him tonight because it's the news of the day, but I, I think we should wait, digest what we've seen, what we've watched, yeah. what we know about, and let Thornton join us for a, to- a conversation about the greatest of all time. Tom would you Brady. say would, Jerry would be the ultimate Tom Brady I, fan? I, I tied for first. Can we just touch on just a little bit of it? Just a little bit. Well, you can. Just the fact I'm saving that, my thoughts. Well, no. I want your thought on the fact that there was no Kraft mentioned. There's no Patriots mentioned. Right. Belichick. What did you think of that? Well, he he thanked the uh, the fans of New England and and the organization and all those other people when he left the Patriots profusely. Right. It's not like he's and he's not he's not going to disavow us. He just said goodbye to the people who are currently employing him. The Bucks a little better than he. By the way, he'll be back here for so many ceremonies and things as a Patriot. And when he goes into the Patriots Hall of Fame, what what helmet will he wear? <laughs> I mean, when he goes into the he goes NFL into the Hall of Fame, Michigan, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's Tom Brady. He can't twenty years compared to two years, one Super Bowl compared to six Super Bowls. He can't, he can't. take a year off, come back next but year. We'll talk come about this following year next week when uh, when it's Thornton's here because we don't want to leave him out of this. Um, <clears throat> so. What, uh, okay, 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 okay. what do you want to do first? Do you what, do you, want to, what do you got? I got so much stuff. Well, like what? Uh, the Seven Dwarfs. The Seven Dwarfs? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The controversy over yeah, the Seven saying, Dwarfs. Well, you what? Know, yep. Yeah, because Disney's doing a real-life human version of it. What's his name? Peter Dinklage? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he complained that... Uh, you know, there's something about they're, they're using dwarves or calling them dwarves. I don't yeah. know what the hell it was. Because anyway, t- they need to cast dwarves. Yeah, that they, you know, these little people living in cages, in caves. And uh, he really complained about it. It was and stupid. So they, they pulled a Disney. So, Jesus, talk about so cancel culture. he does know that it's a fantasy, right? Yeah, that's it, exactly. The it's guy a fairy was, tale. It's worse guy, than that. The guy who was in a fucking show about dragons. Well, is mad that yeah he's mad because the short people think he was his character was called a halfling mm-hmm. is he really just mad that he's not in it would he rather they is don't really ever have is? any parts for short people ever again well, is now, that what he'd rather have now he that he has a lot of, money. of parts yeah. or maybe he'd like to play you know uh, the rock in uh, the autobiography uh, but it doesn't make any sense well, CGI is great now. but you got to understand okay when you're a, a midget. Which is, I know that's politically incorrect now. You can't say, but guess what? Little person. Dwarves, little people, yep. midgets, shorty bombs, dinkers, little wing, little wangers. You got, they're small people. It's not our fault that they're small. It's not their fault that they're small. Mm. We've always loved them. In Wizard of Oz, we loved them. Yeah. In fact, I can do a perfect impersonation of the Lollipop Guild. Really? You want to hear it? Hold on just a moment. Go ahead. Oh, my. Is there a visual component? Do you do the kicks? Yeah. 
Yes. Right. We represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, and in the name of the Lollipop Guild, <laughs> we wish to welcome you to Munchkin Land. And I love the mayor. He comes out and he goes, This is a day for independence for all the Munchkins and their descendants. <laughs> I just love doing that, especially in bars. <laughs> <laughs> Hear about the, the midget walked into a bar, kissed everybody in the joint. Oh man, here we All go. Right, here we go. I was in a bar one time taking a leak in a urinal, and a midget pulled up next to me, yeah. and he had a little stool that he pulled from the bar, and he climbed up on the stool, and he, get, I thought he was going to take a leak. He's sure. He grabbed my swingy, yeah. and he said, "He said, give me all your money, or I'll jump." You know, <laughs> good thing you've already been canceled. <laughs> it's a really good thing no, you're already canceled. The, the whole idea is we love small little people that are dwarfs. And by, is it dwarfs with an F or is it dwarves with a V? A v. Okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That's the plural. Yeah. I think it says Seven Dwarfs when you. It's a fairy tale, so they can kind of do whatever the fuck yeah. they want. Well, we should Google it and find out what they say. What do they call it? Snow White and the... Is it with, with an F sound at With the an end? F. And there's another controversy about that. Uh, they said the first Hispanic woman to play Dwarfs. Snow White. Yeah. And what's that got to do with anything? Well, well, it, what? It, what did you say? That they were making, saying that uh, uh, the first Hispanic woman to play Snow White. Yeah, and, and I was is not it. white. I'm trying to figure out... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she she Neither Snow was Brown. Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to figure out what the connection was there. <laughs> She's Snow Latina. It doesn't matter. It's all the story is what counts. More importantly than the uh, racial makeup of the either the, the the woman and angry Peter Dinklage. Get lost. What's his problem? Is he just a short temper? He's got a lot of money now, and so he, he figures people listen to what he has to say. Did you say short temper? Short temper. All right. So anyway. But they're making a thing out of it, and they shouldn't, because it's a classic story. They're dwarfs. Mm. They're supposed to be little people, and there's nothing wrong with them. By the way, what's your favorite dro- uh, of the dwarfs? Uh, I, I like Grumpy. Most people like Dopey, <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons. Doc? He's got the stash. Doc, yeah. Doc? Well, good. you know, when you think about He's the... He's got the better shit. Yeah. So we think about the drug references right within that parameter of seven dwarfs, right? Okay, mm-hmm. you got Dopey. You got Sleepy. He's he's obviously on Quaaludes. You got Grumpy. He's pissed because he doesn't have any drugs. <laughs> There's Doc. He dispenses the drugs. Mm-hmm. You got Bashful. Some people get Bashful when they're, you know... Uh, seriously. Yeah. Uh, who did I leave out? Sleepy. So I said Sleepy. Sleepy, uh, Doc, Bashful, Doc, don't be... Gra- oh, Oh yeah, stinky. Oh, it's- stinky was a <laughs> the guy that he didn't get the he part. farts all the time. That's all he does. You're stinky. That's all stinky does. Oh man. But anyway, that they make a big thing out of that in this day. It just tells you a little bit about what societal changes we've had to endure since I was a young man in the fifties. There's another change for you. <clears throat> okay, but we've established how we feel about that, haven't we? How do you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how yeah. do you guys feel about uh, the uh, my new my new gig? I don't know what you think of this. You I, have a new gig. Yeah, I have a new gig. I'm the so, editor in chief. Hold on, you're making another comeback. Is that what you say? Yeah. Oh, I do them all the time. Yeah. I do every every couple of weeks. Uh, I'm an editor in chief of a new publication called Despair Magazine. Mm. Despair. Yeah, I figure it's timely. 
There are a lot of people who are going through a lot of that right now. Yeah. This is uh, from uh, Skid Row Publishing. Could you tell us about a few of the articles in this magazine? Well, there'll be lots of articles from people who, uh, you know, who are in, involved, yeah. embroiled in a situation where despair is, uh, is prominent. So a particular kind of despair? No, well, it's any kind. Okay. You know, like, you know, you look, let's say you do a wet T-shirt contest and you're, doing a ju- you're judging. So there'll you be say, photographs in this You like magazine. this pair or you like this pair? Despair is, is something that everybody has in their life. <laughs> they really do. Uh, I call it why botherism. Oh, that's what I call it. It's like someone says, "Don't you turn on the TV? See what's uh, why? Why bother?" That's the WB syndrome. It's not going to be good. What's that mean? Yeah. Why bother? Oh, it's like when you're laying in bed. It's oh, the just morning. Made that up. <laughs> you got a job interview. <clears throat> Should I go to this job interview? You know, why, why, why bother? bother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's what it's all about. That's despair. So I'll be telling you more about that as this uh, project progresses. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about some uh, prime candidates for the uh, despairer of the year, you know, stuff like that. We'll have an award show. Mm-hmm. Will you have despondence? <laughs> despondence and despair, correspondence. We'll have despondent correspondence. We'll, we'll have uh, the Kevorkian Award where <laughs> – What is that? <laughs> uh, that's where you give that to someone who really, really, there's there's no hope. Yeah. In the automotive well, section, will you have dis- a despair tire? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. I want you guys to be contributors to it if you can. I'll do it. <clears throat> so it's a good gig, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm. I've never really been a, I don't know, a p- published person before. Mm. You know, I mean, bathroom walls, about as, about as deep as I got into publishing in the past. You want, uh, what would you like first? Would you like funny habits of presidents? I did some research today. Yeah. I found the. I don't know. The few really weird things you may not know about uh, the presidents of the United States in the past. What uh, Fun facts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, did you know that Joe Biden likes to have someone tickle his grundle with a feather? I did not know that. Before he goes to the bathroom? <laughs> Just give it a jump start. <laughs> You got these off of Snopes, right? None of your business. Mm, okay. okay, you're going to steal my stuff? Mm, why bother? Why bother? James Buchanan. They couldn't take a flattering picture of President James Buchanan. You know why? No. His eyes were all fucked up. <laughs> he, he suffered from exodeviation, a form mm. of wandering eye. Oh. His wife didn't know he was seeing someone on the I side. I was just going to say. Oh! <laughs> Also, one of his eyes is positioned higher than the other, creating weird symmetry in his face. Oh. You've all, we've all seen that before. Oh, yeah. You'd never know it from the portraits because he would constantly cock his head to the left. A head cocker. Yep. He was a head cocker. Yep. It's a cockhead. He could, you couldn't tell that there was something wrong with his eye because he would cock his head to the left, Joe. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. See that? See yeah. how he cocked his head there? Yeah. Cockheader. While now, you can take a photo and press a button. Oh, he is fucking weird looking. <laughs> Buchanan had to sit for long periods of time for his portraits. That's dedication to looking your best, and that's a lot of head cocking. Oh, yeah. Calvin Coolidge. Nobody likes getting sick. Calvin Coolidge might have. Every morning while he ate breakfast in bed, Coolidge would eat with his head slathered in petroleum jelly. While he was president. <laughs> Which head? <laughs> Made it easier to get his head up his ass. Wait a minute, that's right. Which head? <laughs> According to Is him... jerking off before breakfast? That's only... See yeah. how gross you can be? 
You'd think him. that's bad. According to him, it helped his health in some way. He was also a very picky eater with a diet consisting mainly of roast beef, Vermont pickles, and corn muffins. Wow. I could go for those right God. now. What? Hey, these aren't Vermont pickles. Yeah, these are New Jersey pickles. I know the difference. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> this guy was an idiot. Ulysses S. Grant. A lot of presidents with shady behavior, but Ulysses S. Grant was the only one who's ever arrested. Not really? Presidency. Do you know anything about this? Was he speeding? Yes. On his horse? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was in a horse-drawn carriage, actually, at a fast clip. Officer William H. West pulled him over. Westy. Yeah, Westy. Westy had a, they had a problem with that because uh, they had a law against that. They'd had problems with speeding, it seems. But did he pull the old, do you know who I am? An injured mother and child in in one episode. So Wes said, okay, I'm going to let you off with a warning. And Grant promised he would never do it again. And by God, he And he bet him 50 bucks. And when you look for my picture on that $50 bill. (laughs) The next day, Grant sped so fast in the area Wes was patrolling, took him the entire block to slow him down. He was going too fast. He arrested the president. Grant paid the $20 bond. But never showed up to court. Whoa. <laughs> There's a warrant up for your yeah. arrest. Yeah, you're going to be angry. He just pardon himself. Once you see me on the $50 bill, <laughs> you're going to know that I'm better than you. Uh, <clears throat> Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon. This is gross. LBJ. <laughs> In Robert Dalek's biography, Flawed Giant, oh, God. Lyndon Johnson. He describes Johnson as abusive toward his aides. He would shout at them in public and, yes, call them into the bathroom while he sat on the toilet. And he also used the N-word a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he also would, like, at his ranch, just piss on your shoes. (laughs) Just whip it out and piss right on your shoes. It wasn't only his aides. Dan Rather in on Conan, the O'Brien show, confirmed that he also used to call reporters on the phone to complain about what they were saying about him, sometimes when he was on the toilet. And you could hear him... You know, you could hear the sound, the sounds from the... Oh, man. Ooh. Sounds like you had a problem. That was Lady Bird, not me. The man could multitask, though. Seriously. Um, let's see here. Oh, back to Calvin Coolidge. Cal. With his trusty steed, you can accomplish anything, even if the steed is made of metal. This is really weird. Coolidge was a huge animal lover. He enjoyed horseback riding. The Secret Service made him give it up eventually. The friend gave a mechanical horse to Coolidge, who would ride it three times a day for exercise. A mechanical horse. I would like to see that. Woo-hoo! The horse name was the horse nickname was Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. He kept it in his dressing room for easy access. Is this a little weird? You guys had one of those at the porn theater, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. With cut out. Heard that before. You had to put on the assless chaps though to wear to ride them. Aren't all chaps the electric horse? It's George cold. Washington's teeth, of course, are legendary. He had many variations on his dentures. Really? Yeah. Teeth made from the rare hippopotamus ivory. Oh. Not easy to get. Yeah. They had metal fasteners in there in his mouth. They even had some real human teeth from other people put back in there. Oh. I mean, this guy had a mouthful of weird shit. George Washington. Uh, by the time he was inaugurated in 1789, Washington had only had one natural tooth left in his head. Goodness. <laughs> Good night, George. Don't forget to brush your tooth. What'd you say, son? What'd you say? What'd you say, sweetie? Oh, my God. I'm having a hard time. Right to the microphone. Uh, James Monroe, known for his large heart and very small. He was like a dwarf. Yeah. He was like really, he was like 5'4", or something like that. He was really little. It's like Danny DeVito being president. He was so little. So he had a, a lot of... Uh, uh, 
uh, problems with this one guy, his uh, Navy Secretary, Samuel Southard. Sam. And his Treasury Secretary, William Crawford, they're having an argument. Heated discussion regarding the nomination of several government officials. And it got so tumultuous, Crawford raised his cane to strike Monroe. He didn't have to raise it very high because he was like a dwarf. He grabbed a pair of fire tongs in self-defense. And they, they later got back together, actually talked to each other. But when you're so angry that someone's p- going to hit you with a cane and you're going to grab the fire tongs out of the fire and, you know, brand them. Yeah. It, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's sick. George H.W. Bush, the senior, yep. actually considered putting Clint Eastwood in as a vice presidential candidate. Clint Eastwood. Imagine that. Wouldn't that that would have been actually really great? Go ahead, make my day. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. I'll, and he's in, in the Senate, you know. And he's the deciding. That's the time when Eastwood was like the mayor of some small little dinky yes, town in well, California. Yes, well, that's exactly that what it was. It was. It was Carmel. It was Carmel. Yeah, was it Carmel, Carmel? by the sea? Yep. Yeah, is that what it is? Yep. Something like that. It's a fucking so, stupid name. See, see, there's things. This is why this is an educational podcast more so than anything else. Some say it's oh, it's entertainment. It's current event. No, no, education, history. Depth. Inform, enlighten. Encourage. Reality yeah. is what we're all about on this uh, on this podcast. Speaking of reality, yeah. you want to talk about TV westerns? Oh, yeah. TV westerns? <laughs> I know everything there is to know about every oh, yeah? single TV western Show. starting in the 50s. Oh, here we go. Starring Clint Walker. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Last name? Cheyenne Bodie. And Ty Harton. That's Bronco. Bronco. Bronco Lane. Cowboy names. I got. The, I, I know the song from Bronco. What about Kung Fu? David I don't know Carrie. why Kung Fu's on here, but it's not a western. Skip that one. I, I, he he hanged himself while he was. St- oh, that's you know what that is right there. That's Steve McQueen. Wanted, dead or alive. Look, he rips the wanted poster. Steve McQueen. And these are superstars. Look at Steve, young Steve McQueen, before he married Allie McGraw. Wild Wild West. All right. Can you pull the music down just a hair? I met. I have a quiz for you two fine gentlemen. You met you, who? You know what? I met Artemis Gordon, Ross Martin. The guy oh, yeah? that played, that played uh, Artemis Gordon. I did a... Remember I was telling you I did, did a... Did you meet him at a Bob urinal Crane? like you met <laughs> most celebrities? Oh, that's how I met Wham. <laughs> Ross Martin was Artemis Gordon on the Wild Wild West, and he did a telethon with me and Paul Peterson from Donna Reed's show. Not, not the one with Bob Crane. It was My the following dad. year. Now there is a man. Did you ever hear that song? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See, I know everything about Westerns. Seriously. Right. This is kind of sick. Bill, do you think you know more than, <clears throat> than Mikey Adams? The star of the show? No. I I won't uh, go that far, but I'll say I might give him a shot. Go ahead. No, All right. I'm, I'm, Smitty was probably paying better attention than I was. Oh, listen. Show me a Bronx that he can't handle. Bronco Lane. Bronco Lane. It's Ty Harden. God. Was that a spinoff from the other show? Yeah. They were all kidding. Um, All right. I have a couple of questions for you fine gentlemen, and we'll see which ones you guys get and see who's smarter when it comes to TV westerns from the 50s and 60s. By the way, Miss Kitty on Gunsmoke, Miss Kitty. Yeah. I banged her. Oh, good for you. Um, Which TV westerns took place (laughs) in the following locations? Mike, since you are so confident, we will start with you. First location being Barkley Ranch. As a big country. I mean, uh, what do you call it? You want to try again? Big Valley. The Big Valley. Good call. Good call. Oh, oh wait. Turn it up. 
When the West was very young, there lived a man named Master Sun. He wore a cane and derby hat. They called him Bat, Bat Master Sun. Gene Berry, handsome Jewish guy playing the part of a bad Masters. <laughs> That's bonanza. Okay, go ahead. All right, Bill. Which uh, TV Western took place at Fort Courage? Fort Courage. That was uh, F Troop. There you go. Very yep. good. F that. F Troop. Mikey, Dodge City. That was obviously Gunsmoke. Okay. <laughs> Bill, North Fork. Oh, boy. Here it goes. This is where Bill loses the game. Oh, Bill, Hold on. come on. North Fork, I would say that is um, Chaparral. High chaparral? Yeah, that's what I meant. Would you like to try again? How about low chaparral? <laughs> Do you know? Can you Bonanza? The Rifleman. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Rif- rifleman. North. Shore. All right. Shiloh Ranch. Where did Shiloh Ranch take place? Shout it out if you know it. Sh- or what? What took place at Shiloh Ranch? Shiloh Ranch. Give you a clue. Something. The Simpsons. The The Virginian. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. The Virgin. Is what it was originally going to be called. All right. Question number two. In the TV series Have Gun, Will Travel, mm-hmm. what symbol was found on Gunfighter Paladin's calling card would, and holster? Be a chess piece, the, uh, the, the rook. The, the rook. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, not go. the rook. The, uh, well, the, no, not the, the knight. The knight. Yeah. The horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paladin, Have Gun, Will Travel. Yeah, and played by Richard Boone. Yes, that's yeah. right. Britt, the son of the Lone Ranger's nephew, later went on to become which colorful non-Western crime fighter? I mean, the son of Lone Ranger's nephew? What yep. is it? Britt. Tonto? I mean, Britt, the son of the Lone Ranger's nephew, later went on to become which colorful non-Western crime fighter? Take in the clues. Context clues. Batman. Batman doesn't have a colorful uh, name. Uh, think about uh, Superman. Uh, okay, think about a colorful superhero. Uh, the the so hero. The yeah, red right. testicle. <laughs> the green hornet. Yes, the green <laughs> hornet. Oh, yeah, dude, come on, the colors. Come on, That's man. All right. Come on, come on man. In which TV Western did the theme song describe the hero with the words... Luck is a lady he loves best. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, Maverick. Yes, very good, very good. Yeah, James, James Garner. Garner. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and the other guy's name is Kelly, wasn't it? Uh, the other guy, the other actor in that. Don't know. Yeah. Which TV western was based on a popular 1902 Wild West novel by Owen Wister? Uh, how the the uh, the Wild Wild West. I don't know. The Virginian. Oh. Yeah. Well, you said that already, Virginian. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't mean you it can't dip. come up. Look, at there's Alan Hale from Gilligan's Island. Casey Jones. Is that a Western? I don't know. All right, so give me Western. Two more, I'll get them both right. In Bonanza, which fashion accessory did the actors Pernell Roberts, Dan Blocker, Wig. and Lorne Green? Yes. <laughs> they all had pieces, except Michael Landon, who had a beautiful head of hair, like a lion. Linda Evans of Dynasty fame made her acting debut in which TV Western? Oh, that was uh, The Big Valley. Yes, it was The, the Big Valley. She had a Big Good. Valley, too, I'll tell you what. Which world and some fa- nice mountains right next to him. Oh, which world-famous English actor played Brett Maverick's English cousin, Bo Maverick? <laughs> um, uh, was, uh, come on. Was it... Uh, he went on to do something way more famous. Rex Connery. Uh, you're along the right lines. Uh, Re- uh, Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Roger Moore ah, would be the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, final question. Okay. In which Rin Tin Tin and his boy Rusty. 
In which TV Western was the arch-villain Dr. Miguelito... <laughs> Rusty Trombone. Quixote Wild, Wild West. A dwarf with an obsession what? for wealth and power. Wild Wild West. Yeah. That's him. Oh, my God. That's fun. See, this is fun. Now, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to watch 25 Westerns. <laughs> I am. Then I'm going to have a Western omelet when I wake up in the morning. Did you see um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I no. did. That... You need to see it. If you love TV Westerns, you need to see it because Leonardo DiCaprio plays a guy on a TV Western, and they go all behind the scenes. So you would absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, I love the Westerns anyway because they're, they're fake. They didn't really happen, many of them. Oh, they, you know, they, they don't really generally portray real people that existed because those people were, were really bad people. Wild Bill Hickok, for example. You know, drunks. They were murderers, these people. Yeah. But they made them into heroes. I did love Roy Rogers. Uh, and uh, there was Pat Brady, and who Dale. had the Nellie Bell, the Jeep, yep. and Dale Evans. Uh, Bullet. Bullet was the dog, and yep. Trigger was the horse. Yep. And, what was the uh, name of Dale's horse? Buttermilk. That is correct. Yeah. So I banged Dale Evans, too. Oh. And what's, Buttermilk. I banged them all. Uh, what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite Western, TV or movie of all time? You know, I think that Unforgiven yeah. is a tremendous Western. I think it's the best. It's really, really good. Well, that's and it's a, new. You mean movie or TV show? I said either. Oh, okay. Yeah, Outlaw Josie Wales was pretty good, but dated. These are all dated, yeah. you know, uh, as you go back in time. The Bill 70s. strikes me as a paint your wagon kind of guy. No, you know, you're going to laugh. I, I liked... Uh, paint Little, your wagon? I liked Little House on the Prairie. That's the movie where Clint Eastwood sang. That's right. And and Lee Marvin's in it, right? And you know what? You sing? should Google "I Talk to the Trees" by Clint Eastwood. Or I was born under a wandering sun. Uh, that's Lee Marvin yeah. saying that. And yeah, I was born. To, yeah, boy, that's really. It's like Tom Waits on a Hangover. Yeah. That's All right, right, ready for this? Yeah. This is Clint Eastwood singing. Well, that's not. It's no, no, yeah. I got to skip but through. The, 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 oh, how, that guy spit his gum in another guy's mouth. How they ever made Clint Eastwood actually agree to sing a song because he was not a singer? Yeah, uh, it's called the Big Fat. Paycheck. And he was too macho to, to to do a like a sensitive walking through the woods song like this. I talk to the tree. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I can't. Why isn't he singing yet? I'll sing when I'm good and ready. <laughs> Shut up. Man. I'm girding my loins. Don't listen to me. That's Clint Eastwood. He's got a good voice. I talk to the stars. No, he doesn't. But they never hear me. The breeze hasn't time. He's walking through the woods. This is such a timepiece. After he did this, he said, I will never fucking do that again <laughs> for the rest of my life. I'm Clint Eastwood. What's the name of this movie? Paint Your, Paint wagon. your wagon. Paint Your Wagon. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's some awful shit right there. <laughs> yeah, some sure terrible is. stuff. I have two news items for you. News? Did you say news? News! And now, the news. When California stripper Brittany, 26, walked into San Francisco's reopened Gold Club stripping venue again in April after a year off, she was confronted with masked-up dancers and just a few patrons. She said, My heart just sank. This is so bad, so sad. That's Brittany talking. So she was maskless? Is that what you're saying? She didn't want her last name mentioned to protect her six-year-old son. Oh. 
There you go. Wow. Maybe you could get another job. Maybe work at Target. What you going to do tonight, Mom? An hour of that four-hour shift was spent just waiting for customers. She earned only $150, less than a third of what she would have made pre-pandemic. Oh. So you can understand. A lot of times you'll see a lot of girls just sitting around, said Brittany, who started stripping around two years ago to supplement income from two other jobs. It's always that. They always need to supplement their income. What kind of jobs? So, so they can buy crack. She said, It's just not fun anymore. Now, here's my question. Now that they have a mask... Pro- okay, I'll, let me get in a minute. 3,821 strip clubs, as they started to reopen, women who work as strippers were confronted with a transformed industry. Revenue has said to have decreased 17.4% in 2020. Forecast to fall another 1.5% in 2021. A lot of strippers are saying, why do this? Performances are limited to stage dances, no physical contact with customers, lap dances, private VIP rooms, no more. Uh Uh-oh. Can't do them anymore. Oh. Strippers wear masks. You can't see their faces. So you're saying they could be strippers with no teeth. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) probably a better thing in a lot of cases. Are they suffering from despair? In fact, I should do a feature in Despair Magazine. That should be one of my first features, you know? You have to do it on location. What I don't like is when you get... I I got some stripper stories. I went to this bar, strip bar, and it was a big crowd, and I was within about two, three feet of the stage. And this woman <laughs> laid down on the stage and did that... One of those things where you, you stoke your fire with a what's that called with the oh the the, uh, the bellow the bellows, bellows. Yeah. she she laid down on the floor and said she she had the bellow effect uh, by oh god uh, she moved her legs was she blowing out a together. candle she's just going <laughs> I had to <laughs> well here's the thing you're not supposed to smell that oh. you're not supposed oh, to oh man you're supposed to <laughs> blow out the candle walk away. <laughs> And what happened? I, I ran away. I backed away from the stage. You think I want to have any fun? Anyway. Did you run away or did you get blown away? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> this is the Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, God. Beats anyway. came out. <laughs> yeah. Lucky I didn't get shot in the face with something. Anyway. <laughs> That's a true story. I have one more news story. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not serious enough. News? Starting Friday, Los Angeles, this is a... They've actually put this program into effect in in L.A. Yeah, okay. Basic income. Have you heard about this? No. Los Angeles residents, $1,000 in monthly payments. It's a 12-month pilot program. Mm. Guaranteed income is what it's called. Only pilots get this? No. Wait a minute. This is like tax money going to people. That, it's, yes. I see. It's free money that they just get handed for doing nothing. Mm. So why don't they just give everyone a $1,000 tax credit or whatever? But the program is called Big Leap in, in L.A. It provides 3,200 different people with the unconditional yeah. direct cash payments for a year. You get 1000 a month for nothing. It's just because you're poor. And how many people? 3,200. It's an experiment. <laughs> 3,200 people getting $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 a year. What's 12,000 times 3,200? I mean, it's a, it's a multi-million dollar program. Being, uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti. Oh, there you go. 
He calls it the largest guaranteed basic income program anywhere in the United States of America, and he's proud of it. It's thirty-eight million four hundred thousand. There you go. That's what Recipients I got. will be randomly selected. You got to be eighteen or over. You got to meet eligibility requirements, which means you got to be poor and a deadbeat. Got to be an LA resident. You have one least de- at least one dependent. Hold on, an LA resident as opposed to citizen. Yeah. Or, right now, you could. Yeah, resident. Yeah. You can have one dependent child at least, or could be pregnant, you know, and you get the money. So you get $1,000 a month, which is $250 a week, for nothing. Someone is convinced that this is going to work. And so they've decided to use the tax money as an experiment. Well, what the fuck? Why don't they try this here? I could use a grand (laughs) Why don't they ever try one of these things where they pay a bunch of people for us? Never happens in Massachusetts. That's true. Massachusetts, of course. I, you know, it makes me so angry because you used to have to do something for your money. Now, I understand people collect unemployment, they lose their job. At least they had a job to lose before they started collecting unemployment. You, in welfare, you know, you got to go in. In the old days, you had to go in, collect your, your money, make an appearance. Now you just it just goes into your debit card, and you just use your debit card like a credit card for free. It's just because automatic deposit. So like, what you're saying is you get money for nothing and your checks and for your free? Checks for free. Right. You know, Mike, you're starting to show signs of despair. You know what? Can I tell you something? I think the older you get and the more wisdom you accrue as a human being, yeah. the more you realize just exactly how fucked up this country and others are. Mm. I, I, I'm not, you know what's a fucked up country? What? Australia. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Joe and Jerry are musical guests on a regular basis, mm. are experts on Australia. Really? The, yeah, the both land, of them. The land down under. I don't know it. how. I've never asked the Toilets them. flow backwards. That's, that's uh, what I hear. And I hear <laughs> a lot of people are marsupials. <laughs> the people aren't marsupials. <laughs> oh. That's a, having a pouch. That means you have a pouch? Yeah. I got a, I got a pouch. I got a punch. Yeah. Got a punch. Yeah. <laughs> I got a punchy pouch. I got a gad pouch. Yeah. You have a poster <laughs> punch. <laughs> I keep some of my best stuff <laughs> in the uh, in the pouch. Yeah, uh, so true. Yeah. we. <laughs> I've seen it. So we bring in Joe and Jerry <laughs> as a special treat for you, and you're going to like this. Okay. It's educational. It's like the rest of this podcast. You're going to learn something. You know. a fried out coffee on a hippie trail head full of zombie I met a strange lady she made me nervous at Shaw's she took me in she gave me some breakfast you come from a land down under where women glow and men plunder can't you hear can't you hear the thunder you better run. You better take cover. I didn't hear any thunder, Joe. I didn't hear any... Oh, there it is. Oh, it's a lot better now. Buying bread from a man in Brussels. He was six foot four and full of muscles, like Big Poppy. I said, do you speak of my language? Well, he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. I come from a land down under. 
where bitters flow and men chunder. What's chunder? Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run. You better take cover. Yeah! You know, I knew a girl from down under, Jim. I used to give her Australian kisses. And what the hell's an Australian kiss, True? Well, it's just like a French kiss, Joe, only down under. How dare you? That's a, that's a good one, True. Do you know that kangaroos have their balls above their dicks? Read that encyclopedia. Lying in a den in Bombay. With a slack jaw and not much to say, Joe. I said to the man, are you trying to tempt me? Because I come from the land of plenty? And he said, ooh, you come from a land down under. Oh, yeah, shaws. For women glow and men plunder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Oh, that was a good one, Joe. You better run. You better take cover. Oh, what to eat? They live in a land down under. Where women glow and men plunder them. They plunder them good, too. Can you hear, can you hear the thunder? You better run. You better take cover. Can you believe it? Women in the land down under. Where women glow and men wonder and then wonder. Can't you hear? Can't you hear the thunder?